Hey everybody, the first week of 2023 is complete. Can you believe it? The new year's off to a quick start. In our Bible reading plan and D groups here at First Baptist, we are in uh, 1 Kings chapter 15, as well as the parallel passage in 2 Chronicles chapter 15. We're actually going to uh, speak from the 2 Chronicles 15 passage, so open your Bible there, the first 19 verses. These are parallel accounts of the same events. Um, Rehoboam, Solomon's son uh, and successor, who was king of the southern kingdom, which was consisted just of the two tribes of, of uh, Judah and Benjamin, um, he dies. And his son... Abi uh, <laughs> is an E sound. Abi, I can't say these Hebrew words. Um, Y'all get a kick out of that, won't you? Uh, you probably just like me. Uh, Abijam, Abijam, Abijam. That's how you say his name. Ruled as king for three years in his dad's place. Um, and just like his father did what was evil in the sight of God, guilty of all these pagan religions and so on. Well, he dies. And his son, Asa, uh, becomes king in his place. So Asa would have been um, Rehoboam's grandson, Solomon's great-grandson, and King David's great-great-grandson. And Asa ruled 41 years, was a good king who was devoted to God with all of his heart. Early on in his rule as king, he gets rid of these pagan religions, these idols and other instruments of worship to these pagan religions that his father and grandfather had not only allowed, but actually promoted, had actually participated in. He gets rid of all of that. And he restores the altar that was in front of the temple, which apparently during these years of pagan worship had been neglected. He refurbishes it. He restores it and actually has a big festival, a big worship service during which the nation worships God there at the temple. Um, and we see that summarized in 2 Chronicles chapter 12, I mean, chapter 15 rather, verses 8 and following. Now when Asa heard these words, the words that a prophet God sent to him in the previous verses spoke to him, and the prophecy which Azariah, the son of Obed, the prophet spoke, he took courage and removed the abominable idols from all the land of Judah and Benjamin, the two countries that made up the southern kingdom which he ruled, and from the cities which he had captured in the hill country in Ephraim. So he had expanded the southern kingdom a little bit and he, and he removed the idols from the cities in those conquered territories. Then he restored the altar of the Lord which was in front of the porch of the Lord in front of the temple. And then they have the big festival and so on. And verse 11, they sacrificed to the Lord. And verse 12, they entered into the covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with all their heart and soul. And there are multiple verses, both in Chronicles and in Kings, that talks about um, Asa seeking God with his heart, being devoted to God with his heart. Um, and I want to come back to that. But first, I want to address something that may have been a thought in some of your minds. It's something that 
some skeptics and critics of the Bible use to say, hey, there's a contradiction in the Bible. So let's look at that. Is there? And it's related to the high places. The high places, as I mentioned, uh, I think it was yesterday's devotion, were elevated locations, either man-made or natural, where people would worship. And quite often, in fact, the vast majority of times in the Old Testament, these high places were affiliated or associated with pagan worship, where they would uh, erect a monument of some kind or a statue or a wooden figurine or whatever, and it was a place where they would worship pagan religions, pagan gods. Um, Jeroboam did it. Rehoboam did it. Uh, Abijam did it. Um, Isaac got rid of those, 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 those elements. And now there are times in the Old Testament when high places were used to worship God. So they're not always pagan. You have to look at the context to, to know this. For instance, the prophet Samuel would often worship God on a high place. So it was just a place that they couldn't get to the temple that they designated for worshiping the God of Israel. But mostly it was pagan, pagan worship. And what I want you to notice is in 2 Chronicles, Chapter 15, verse 17, for all the good that Asa did, getting rid of the idols and the statues and the pagan religions, it says in verse 17 of 2 Chronicles 15 that the high places were not removed from Israel. Nevertheless, Asa's heart was blameless all his days. So Asa didn't do anything good, but he didn't get rid of, was not able to get rid of all the high places in Israel. The same thing is said in the parallel passage in 1 Kings chapter 15, verse 14. But now here's where the possible contradiction comes in that critics use to attack the Bible. In 2 Chronicles chapter 14, in the early days of his rule or reign as king, uh, after his father uh, Abijam uh, slept with his father, he dies, Asa becomes king. Verse 2, Asa did good and right in the sight of the Lord is God. Verse three, for he removed the foreign altars, all these idols and so on, and the high places and broke and, and tore down the sacred pillars, those wooden carvings that they worship and cut down the ashram. So he, he, he got rid of all those things associated with pagan worship. But verse, verse three in chapter 14 of Second Chronicles says he also uh, removed the high places. But over in chapter 15, verse 17 the high places were not removed from Israel. So what's, what gives? Critics say there's a contradiction, so you can't trust the Bible. It, well, let's look at it a little more closely. Um, verse 3, he tore down all these altars and the high places. And um, verse 4, commands them to seek the Lord and observe the law. Verse 5, he removed, now here's, here's the key, verse 5. He also removed the high places and the incense altars from all the cities of Judah. From all the cities of Judah. Now, remember we saw earlier in chapter 15 that he also expanded the empire and captured part of Ephraim, which was actually part of the northern kingdom. And he removed the idols and stuff from the cities, from the cities in verse 8, from the cities which he had captured in the hill country of Ephraim. And verse 5, from the cities of Judah. Well, 
it was much easier for him to exercise authority and have people in place who could monitor religious practices in the cities than in the countryside. So there's not a contradiction here. What it's saying is that in the, in the southern kingdom, he pretty well got rid of all of it, especially in the cities. But in that expanded area of Ephraim that he conquered, he was able to do it in the cities, but in the remote rural areas, there were some still there that they just couldn't, they, they pop up. Think of it like moonshiners. They're going to find a place out in the woods. That's all this is saying. Nothing more, nothing less. So it's not a contradiction. His heart was good. The Bible makes it clear in both Kings and Chronicles that his heart was right with God. He sought God. And he got rid of these, this, these pagan religions and he got rid of almost all of these high places. He did get rid of them in the cities. But some of the remote hidden areas out, out in the countryside, the remote rural areas, wasn't able to get rid of all those. That's all it's saying. Nothing more. Nothing less. So don't worry about what the skeptics say. See, pay attention to the exact words and things become clear. Now, devotionally, I want to say something. In chapter 15 of 2 Chronicles, in verse 16, in, in his bringing about this religious reform, Asa, and uh, getting rid of these pagan religions, notice what he did in, in chapter 15, verse 16 of 2 Chronicles. He also removed uh, Makkah the mother of King Asa, um, from the position of queen mother because she had made a horrid image as an Asherah. And Asa cut down her horrid image and crushed it and burned it at the brook of Kidron. Now, she was technically his grandmother, not his mother, but, but that was a way in royalty you referred to them as your mother. Uh, back in, in, in chapter 14, she was his father, Abijah's, Abijah's uh, uh, mother. So this is his grandmother. And you think about, you know, in England and, and a few years ago when the queen mother died, the queen, you know, the, the queen's mother and all that. Um, this, 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 this probably wasn't easy for him. He had to remove his grandmother from being queen mother of the country because she was such a bad example, so devoted and aggressive at worshiping these pagan gods that he had to remove her from being queen mother. That had to be hard for him. But it also speaks to how devoted he was to God and to, and, and to them being faithful to God and not having any pagan religions in the country. He did what had to be done. Wasn't easy, but he did what had to be done. And do you remember Jesus saying that if you love your father, mother, sister, brother, son, or daughter more than me, you're not worthy of me? Wow. Doesn't mean you don't love your father, your mother, son, daughter, sister, brother. You do. You love them. You love them. And the more you love Jesus, the more you're going to love them. But you don't love them more than Jesus. And that means that sometimes you have to do what's hard because Jesus comes first. That's what uh, King Asa did. He's an example of loving God first. Even if you have to tell your own grandmother, no. 2023, seek the Lord with all your heart and learn to love Jesus more than you love anyone or anything else. 
Hey, God bless you. I'll see you Sunday in worship and then Monday with another devotion.